Well, thanks, Jan. And uh, good morning, everyone. Super, super glad to be with you this morning, especially through this medium. And uh, we'll be reading this bit of Colossians this morning because one, passage, but two, uh, it's a great, uh, it's a really timely passage for us this morning in the midst of all the things that are going on uh, in the world around us. So right at the start there, Paul says that he's speaking to, to God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved which is really just another way of saying what he said a bunch of times earlier in Colossians. So you might remember earlier in Colossians, we were in the kingdom of darkness. Now we're in the kingdom of the sun. We were enemies of God. Now we've been reconciled to God. We were dead. Now we've been raised with Christ to a new kind of life. And really here, Paul's saying the same thing, just in a different way. We are God's chosen people. He has handpicked us to be his. We're holy. We're, we're set apart. We're different to belong to him and to be his people. And we are dearly loved by him. And so as God's chosen people who are really precious to him, uh, there are kind of appropriate ways for us to live. So last week we thought about the big red man, the don't walk sign. This week's kind of like the big flashing green man, the, the walk sign. Except here Paul uses a different kind of image. He uses the image of putting on clothes, wearing appropriate clothes. And we're all familiar with the idea of wearing appropriate clothing, aren't we? So for instance, if I was going to go for a bike ride, it'd be appropriate for me to put on my helmet. That's appropriate if I'm going for a ride. If I was going to mow the lawn, it'd be appropriate for me to put on my earmuffs. That's appropriate clothing for mowing the lawn. If I was going to go to a fancy dress party, it might be appropriate for me to put on a wig. That could be appropriate for a fancy dress party. Well, if I was going to get up here and speak in front of hundreds of you, it'd be appropriate to put on a nice shirt. But Paul says here, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, there are appropriate things for us to clothe ourselves with. Or really, there are appropriate ways for us to act. So what does he say? Well, let's have a look. Verse 12 again. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion. Now, compassion is really the idea of being concerned about the welfare of others, particularly being caring about people who are maybe doing it tough. And the reason that we as God's people would show compassion to others is because Christ has shown compassion to us. We've already thought about this in Colossians. When we were God's enemies, when we were dead in sin, he cared about us and he cared about us enough to do something about it. He showed compassion to us. And so as his people, we're to clothe ourselves with compassion to be concerned for the welfare of the people around us. And as well as that, Paul says, as God's people, clothe yourselves with kindness. In other words, when you see people doing it tough, do something about it. Do something to help them. Do something to benefit them. And again, as God's chosen people, we do this because Christ has first showed kindness to us. So when we were God's enemies and we were dead in sin and we were separated from God, Christ showed kindness to us by coming to deal with our sins to reconcile us to God so we could be his friends again. And so as God's people, we're to clothe ourselves with compassion. We're to clothe ourselves with kindness. And he goes on to say to clothe yourselves with things like gentleness and humility. They're kind of really quite similar ideas. And, and gentleness and humility are the ideas of not being full of your own self-importance, but instead to, to be considerate of others. Rather than putting your interests at the top, at least to consider the interests of others as equal to yours, if not even higher. And again, 
the reason that we would clothe ourselves with gentleness and humility as God's chosen people is because Christ has clothed himself with humility before us. Remember, even though he was equal with God, he didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself and became a servant, our servant, and he even humbled himself to the point of death on a cross. And so because Jesus, our leader and our king, is characterized by humility, as God's chosen people, Paul says, to clothe yourselves with gentleness and humility. And he goes on to say, as God's chosen people, clothe yourselves with patience and bear with one another. And really, this is kind of the idea of not getting aggravated easily, not getting frustrated and annoyed easily. Last week, we thought about the ideas of rage and anger, but that idea of our frustrations boiling out quickly. Paul says here, that's not appropriate, but what is appropriate is to clothe yourselves with patience. Bear with each other. Hang in there. Don't get easily frustrated and angry. And again, the reason we would do that as God's chosen people is because God has shown patience to us. He doesn't want people to perish. He's being patient so that everyone might have a chance to put their trust in Jesus. And actually, we've seen this in Paul earlier in Colossians. He said that he's struggling with all his energy that he might present the gospel to people so that they could put their trust in Christ. And so as God's chosen people, Paul encourages us to clothe ourselves with patience, to bear with one another. And he also says to clothe yourselves with forgiveness, to not hold grudges, to not hold people's wrongs against them, but instead to forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's what he says there. And what we've already seen earlier in Colossians is that there's kind of this written charge of a record against us. Wayne said it was like a bill at a cafe. But what, what it said earlier in Colossians is that when Christ died on the cross, he took that bill, he took that written charge that was against us, and he nailed it to the cross. And so everything that we have ever done wrong, it has been paid for by Christ. Gone. It's done away with completely. He no longer holds those wrongs against us because they are paid for in full. Paul says, forgive each other like the Lord forgave us. As God's chosen people, we're not to hold people's sins against them. We're not to hold grudges. We're to forgive, and then it's dealt with, be reconciled. And finally, uh, Paul says, over all these things, put on love. Love is the thing that binds all those other characteristics together. And there's a nice kind of symmetry there, isn't there? Because right at the start of verse 12, Paul said that we are God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved by him. And so we ought to be characterized by loving others. In the same way that we've been dearly loved by God the Father, we love one another. And these are really, really timely words for us at the moment, aren't they? Because it could easily be that in the coming days, you hear of people, maybe in your street or at work or in your family, who are really doing it tough, being isolated on their own. Maybe they're up for a chat, maybe even you could hear of people who've become sick. And so what Paul would say here, as God's chosen people, clothe yourselves with compassion. Actually be concerned for the welfare of others. Be moved when you see people struggling like that. And then clothe yourselves with kindness. Think about what actually can I do to reach out to that person in a way that is helpful and beneficial for them. Maybe it's give someone a call to have a chat. Maybe it's drop a bag of groceries on their doorstep. I don't know, but as God's chosen people, Paul says, clothe yourselves with compassion, clothe yourselves with kindness. Or hey, it could be that this week, 
as you're locked up at home with uh, the kids or a brother or a sister who's driving you a bit crazy, uh, Paul says here, clothe yourselves with patience. Bear with each other. And so don't get easily frustrated. Uh, don't fly off the handle at the slightest kind of provocation. Don't fly into a rage. Be slow to anger and quick to forgive. Paul says, as God's chosen people, we ought to clothe ourselves with forgiveness, the kind of forgiveness that Jesus has shown us. And so I reckon it'd be worth thinking, are there things that have happened in the last week that you need to apologize for? Or perhaps more importantly, are there things that have happened that you need to forgive someone for? Because as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe, uh, Paul says, clothe yourselves with patience, clothe yourselves with forgiveness. And of course, all, over all these things, put on love. And so it'd be good to think about as, as the week ahead, how are we going to be loving people? Now, all of those kind of things that Paul mentioned in those few verses, they're really how we're going to react to people. In the next couple of verses, he goes on to talk about how we can be more proactive. How can we actually deliberately act in ways that are going to be helpful to people rather than just react? So have a look there uh, in verse 15. Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Now, that idea of the peace of Christ ruling in your hearts, I think it picks up two things really from Colossians. One is it's a look back to what we've already seen in Colossians. We were God's enemies. We were alienated from him. We were hostile to him in our hearts. But Christ, by his death in our place on the cross, has made peace between us and God. He's reconciled us to God. Uh, he's brought us back into a good relationship with him. And so in one sense, that's the, the kind of peace that's on show here when Paul says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. But the other aspect of it is, if you keep reading in that verse, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And so because of Jesus, we have peace with God. But also we are a diverse collection of people from all kinds of backgrounds and walks of life. But in Christ, under Christ, we are one body. And so we have peace with one another. And so what Paul's saying here is, let's delight in the peace that we have with God because of Jesus, but let's also live in peace with one another. Perhaps showing the kind of characteristics from earlier, patience, kindness, love, forgiveness. Then he goes on to say, verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Again, I reckon this is a really, really timely reminder for us because when things are kind of thrown out of whack and uh, timetables are all over the place, it's often our habits that get thrown out of whack first. And so this is a really timely reminder for us to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly, to make sure we're setting a time to be reading the word of Christ, to be reading the Bible. And then, of course, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. And so in the conversations we have with each other, whether it's via video link up like this or on the phone, or perhaps even if, if we see each other face to face, we want to be letting the word of Christ dwell in those conversations richly. We want to be speaking Christ's words to one another. And he also says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And we've already done that this morning. We sang a great song reminding us of some glorious truths of the love that God has for us. And Paul kind of wraps all this together in the last verse there, verse 17. He says, whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, 
what Paul is reminding us here is that we have this wonderful opportunity, no matter our circumstances, to be speaking and acting in the name of Christ, as though Christ was speaking and acting through us, his people, God's chosen people. And that is why it is so important to have the word of Christ dwelling in us richly so that we can rightly speak the words of Christ to others. And that's why it's so important to let the, have the peace of Christ ruling in our hearts so that we can rightly act in the way that Christ would act to the people around us, to show them the peace that they can have with God through Christ. We have this terrific opportunity to almost, in a sense, be the mouthpiece of Christ and the hands of Christ to the people around us, to, to speak and act in the name of the Lord. And just one final thought. It's really interesting that in these last three verses, 15, 16, and 17, every one ends with this idea of thanksgiving. So verse 15 says, uh, be thankful. Verse 16 says, do it all with gratitude in your hearts to God. And 17 says, whatever you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So friends, isn't it true that in the midst of whatever else is going on, in the midst of constant change and uncertainty, in the midst of losing jobs perhaps or being under financial stress, in the midst of sickness and even in the midst of death, we have so, so much to be thankful for because we are God's chosen people, handpicked by him to be set apart, to be his treasured possession, dearly loved by him. We know Christ and in him we have all we need. And so we have so much to be thankful for. So this has been a really, really great, really timely reminder, I reckon. As God's chosen people, dearly loved by him, friends, let's show that love to the people around us. Let's react to people in love. But even more than that, let's be proactive in word and in deed, and in all we do, doing it in the name of Jesus. And let's give thanks to God in everything. Let me pray. Our great God and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this bit of Colossians. And even more than that, we thank you that you have chosen us to be your special people. Out of all the people in the world, you've set us apart to be yours, dearly loved by you and precious to you. We don't deserve that, but we're really, really thankful for your goodness and love to us. And Father, we, we ask that, like Paul's been urging us, we would clothe ourselves appropriately as your people that we would show compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and forgiveness to the people around us. Help us, please, especially to treat people with love. And as well as that, please help us to seize the opportunity we have in all that we do, in word and in deed, to do it in the name of Jesus. And Father, we are really, really thankful that in the midst of all the things that are changing around us, that your love for us does not change. And your goodness to us does not change. And so we pray that you'd fill us with a deep and profound sense of thankfulness to you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name.